This is exactly right. Bananas, we are back with another bananas mini sode. That is Kurt Brownoller. That is Scotty Landis. How is hey, my dude. things? How is I, things? I'm feeling good. I uh, I gave blood today. You I did? you know yeah, I went nice. to the American Red Cross in Glendale and I gave him a little squirt squirt, so I'm a pint low, but I feel a little loopy. I'm All not right. gonna lie, because uh I'm I'm having a bev and I'm feeling a little loopy, so this should be a good mini sode. All right, fantastic! I am. Oh yeah. Uh, they just put just put the kids to bed, and I'm looking forward wow. to having a chat with you. These are, all, of course, everyone uh, who maybe is listening for the first time. These are mm-hmm. fan submitted strange stories. We read yep. them here. They inspire some stories from our end. And that's it. It's pretty easy, simple. We have some laughs. We, we laugh, laugh and laugh and laugh. Um, and these are real stories. And so if you have your real stories, yeah. you can always email them to thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. You can DM, uh, DM them to Kurt or I on Instagram at thebananaspodcast. Or you can give me the unfair advantage and text them to the banana phone, 213-214-7974, and hopefully I uh, am not working can answer. So, And I believe this maybe this episode will come out still before my gigs in Portland, Oregon. Yes. At Helium, yes. May 13th, 14th, and 15th. Come. It's uh, socially distanced seating. It's 100 seats in a 300-seat place. It's a very fun That's club. That's great. It's going to be so Portland. fun. Scotty's going to come up possibly for a night. We're going to yep. have a good time. So come on by. And, uh, Kurt, I just want you to know that I've had a lot of Bananimals uh, DMS in Texas ticket stubs. I think you're going to see some new fans there, man. I think this is going to be great. Mwah. Like many, Mwah. many. Mwah. Not, Mwah. not three, like Nine to thirteen, and we're still a month away. <laughs> give us, give me, give me, give me a story, Scotty. So this is the first for the minisode. This is a news story sent to us, and I'll go through the news story a little bit first, and I'll tell you why. It's sent in by it's Megan Owens. Uh, thank you, Megan, on Instagram. So this is a real article. It was in. Uh, 4029 News, which is or 4029TV.com, so I guess that's a local news station, in Rogers, um, which is in a state that we will figure out as I read this. So Rogers somewhere. Written by Adam Roberts. Thank you, Adam Roberts. A woman was arrested in Rogers on Sunday for not turning in three library books, according to Rogers City Prosecutor's Office. Megan Owens-Jordan was arrested on suspicion of theft of rental property, handcuffed, and told she had a $3,000 bond on Sunday. Um, police ended up releasing her with a citation and a court date after they learned that the warrant had been, uh, been issued for three overdue library Are books. Are you kidding me? Did you know that was a... Th- I mean, it felt like that felt like a Simpsons joke or something to me. Like, $3, I couldn't believe it. $3,000 bond... Uh, so yeah, to be let out, and then she had a court date for three books. Uh, <laughs> the books she had checked out yes. were the Lego book, 
which she explains later. Uh, everyone, the everyone worth knowing audiobook and the husband's audiobook, which the last two I don't know. Uh, but she admits that she had not returned those uh-huh. three things. Quote, I understand them wanting their books and or money. That's valid. I just don't get why it's potential jail time for three books. No shit. Fair questions. Um, and then I'll just say this one little thing and then I'll cut to the text or the DMs that we got. Uh, oh, and like the library takes theft seriously. Sure. I'm sure there's librarians going, guys, it's a big deal. We don't know. We're ignorant to these kind of things. We return our books. Um, because people are taking taxpayer property, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the library has asked for 10 to 15 warrants to be issued since 2014. So they're getting serious in Rogers City. But they oh asked God. for a warrant on three books. Like those three books, ma- max they could be is $75. If they're yes. big, nice books. <laughs> Boy, those better be some big, nice books. And two of them are audiobooks. <laughs> Um, so it means cassettes or CDs. How much? I mean, gosh, those are worth nothing. Um, so Megan, again, this was sent in by It's Megan Owens, and she DM'd right after that story. This is me. It was an insane day. The cops showed up to my house. I mean, this is so wild. It's one of those things where friends and family say um, it would only ever happen to me. So Megan must be a little bit fun. Um, I still get constant jokes about it. Where people will read that article and be like, oh my god, this is you. So bottom line is if you rent a $30 Lego book because it's Star Wars themed and you're a nerd and in your 30s, so which is great. Star Wars <laughs> Lego book in her 30s and you think maybe you can recreate something but then you forget it back and then they take you to jail and then you go to court and you end up having to pay $275 for that book oh. in fees. Oh no. Yeah, so you, she had to replace that book, and they penalize you. So it was $275, but she built the first damn Lego Yoda. <laughs> um, so I said, well, I'm going to use this on a mini set. She says, I can't tell you how thrilled my family will be. I still get gift cards to bookstores <laughs> because she doesn't want to risk her freedom. And then I think I asked what the final punishment was. So she had to go to court. The warrant said theft of rental property, and they had no idea what it was for. Neither did I. I kept saying this to the cops. Did you rent a car? Or they kept asking, did you rent a car and forget to return it? That's a more <laughs> yeah, larger crime. that's called grand larceny. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I said. Then they asked, did you rent furniture from a rent-a-center and not pay for it? And I said, Nope. Uh, it was hours before the official paperwork came through, and they were horrified. The chief said they would let me go with a court date and apologize. The cops were very sweet, um, and we online shopped for workbooks together, or work boots together, and I gave them dating advice. So they had to pay for the fines, which were new, new books, and the court costs. Jesus the Christ. judge was a bit of a dick who signed the warrant, and apparently it pissed so many people off that he decided to prove a point with me. That's <sighs> not very funny. That's oh, not no. judicious. Um, and then I'll just, this is the last detail, I think. The worst part of the whole thing was my daughter and I were on our way out the door to meet friends, and I had to call my friend and say, could you come get my kid because I'm being arrested? Oh, my God. So they were going on a play date, and she had to reverse it and say, come on <laughs> back. So, uh, yeah. once her, Oh, and it helped her dating life in the long run because in her bio she was able to put, quote, once arrested for overdue library books, prison tat is healing nicely. Not bad. Not bad. 
Not bad. Not bad, Megan Owens. So I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, it really feels like something out of, like, Dennis the Menace in the 1950s or something. Also, it's just at this... I mean, this seems to be relatively recent. Yes. at, At this point in this country, libraries are having a tough time getting people to fucking walk through the door. <laughs> yes, yes. And you're going to fucking right. sign bench warrants for people's arrests for a fucking Lego book? It's crazy. crazy. That's this wild. This is a person I who mean... is using the library. They forgot to return <laughs> a book. It's yes. 30 bucks because <laughs> that's the cost yeah. of the book. Yeah, no big deal. Think it's, about how I know. much money I, was wasted on this fucking book. Like, probably, what, six officers probably spent yeah. uh, three hours, right? Yes. Probably yeah. then the judge, then the court costs, then her yes. having to miss work Outrageous. to go to fucking court. It's fucking insane. Crazy. And I'm sure we have lots of librarians that could send us amazing stories. Also, send us your library stories. I feel oh, like I libraries, libraries are stories. one of the last public spaces, and I think everybody knows what I mean. At my, I've talked about this before, I think, on the main banana podcast. Um, at UMass, that's the tallest academic library in the world. It's 26 stories, 29 stories, something like that. It's, it's just like a skyscraper in the middle of the Pioneer Valley. It makes no sense. <laughs> but it was a rite of passage when I was in school to have sex in the library. Uh-huh. Like a lot of people, and mostly in the stairwells. But um, you say you'd go up to anything above like 13. You'd go in the stairwell and you know have college horrible sex. And yeah. I never did that. The story isn't going in that direction. But I had a sketch comedy TV show. And we wrote a sketch about a section of the UMass library that was considered the hardcore humping section. So it was just like this, like a you know, school nerd goes into the section not knowing what it is. And then everybody else looking at books around him slowly creeps towards, it was my friend John, and then just starts humping him. Yeah. Just dry humping him. Outer course. You know, really heady college age comedy at the time, probably hit on campus. So we all show up. You know, we didn't get permits or anything. It was college. We just show up with the cameras and all the equipment. There's like seven of us. And we start on, say, the 12th floor to find just an empty floor where we weren't bothering anybody. So we go to the first floor. And there's a couple having sex, we, like, in the library. Like, and we didn't, we got them on tape, like, kind of. Like, we got the, we could see the back of the guy. And they were just sitting at a desk on maybe the 14th floor, just having sex. So we were like, well, we'll leave them alone. Uh, so then we took the elevator up to 19. We walk out, and there's a cu- there are people having sex in the stairwell. We can hear, like, the, all the, the primal sounds. Huh? So we ended up shooting on that floor, and while my friend's yelling every time, and he would go to another aisle, then he'd get humped and go to the other. You know, the, the hardcore humping section's very big. But we could also hear people having sex in the stairwell. And, I, you know, I don't have any regrets. No. I'm, I'm glad I didn't. But it was that prevalent where on the one Thursday where we went to <laughs> shoot a sketch at 4 p.m., Two couples having sex on seven floors. We should have stopped at every floor now that I'm saying it. This could have been really... It could have been every single floor. I remember there was... uh, I I, I do love libraries. I love, like, finding a quiet corner in a library Mm -hmm. because it does feel like it's, like, yours. It feels some, like, secret Especially at night after school when you're a kid. Remember those nights? Yes. Those were interesting. They were so great. And in college, I went to Johns Hopkins... And there, there, the it was like a subterranean library, so it was even like yeah. more quiet. It felt like Bizarre. because it was like yeah. surrounded by dirt, and you could imagine. But they had actual rooms. They had like sex, yes. rooms. like we just call them sex rooms. 
um, yes. which were just like with a, a very narrow door uh, with yes. just a very narrow window. And you would go in and it was just enough room for like two people to lay down on the floor and have sex. All you need. And I, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I did have yeah. sex multiple times yes! in the little sex rooms at the Johns Hopkins yes! Library. So As you should. Yeah, get, everybody a Stanley get the, Steamer. Who cares? Get in the library and start humping, and then when you're done, you yes. put some knowledge in your brain. All right, you That's pick up a book right. and you read. Yeah, I have a theory that I've been saying for I don't know ten years, and my theory is it's for all of us because we we do seem to be getting dumber as a as a society, as a as a race, as a human race. My new rule is if you meet somebody new. And, uh, you know, Tinder, Bumble, whatever, Grinder, whatever you're into. Whatever it is. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's ones I don't even know about. I don't know about any of them. I've never used one. I've literally um, been in a relationship since before they were invented. I went on a couple dates from Craigslist, but I'll save that for the main podcast. <laughs> um, but if you go to someone's house, apartment, shack, where, cottage, wherever they may live, houseboat ideally... And they, you walk in, you should only have sex with that person once for every book that they have in their house. <laughs> so if you walk in and they have no books, you're not, don't sleep with them. Get this out of there. If this they is have... tough. This is tough. I know, I, I know exactly where you're coming from, and I agree with yes. you. However, I, I'm a voracious reader. I read. You are. And all now all of my books are Kindle. on my Kindle. They are. And okay. so like. Literally, I have some books left over yes. from when I used to read books, but they're just like spread out. So I don't know. I don't know. You got yeah, you but zero books, Kindle. zero sex is what I'm saying. <laughs> if you don't have a, if they don't have a book in their house, get out of there. Get out Magazines of there. Yeah, don't it. count. Mag- no, keep it in your pants. But you know, if they have a library, you know, have, have fun out get there. In there. All right, we got it. I got. I'm going to tell you a little story. This is a short and sweet one, Scotty. I love a short and sweet one. It just made me laugh so much, and I think it's right, <laughs> Good. It's really right up your alley. Uh, now, this oh, yeah. was sent by Stan Edward. Um, Thank you, my, Stan Edward. To actually my personal Instagram, which uh, you're, you're always risking. It's risking something. You might uh, not you get might red. You might not get red if Let's you send it to my keep personal it on bananas. Instagram. Um, you got lucky we, this time, Stan Edward. Got, We're coming <laughs> for you. Send it to Bananas, the Bananas podcast. Please. Uh, only because, you know, sometimes I just don't We have to have a life at some point. So, here we Keep go. Keep sending. Stan said, your podcast reminded me of the time I was behind a guy in a bodega who selected okay. all 27s as his lottery numbers. When the wow. owner asked if it was his lucky number or something, he winked at us both and said, it's my birthday. I'm 27. Before leaving without another word, I should note he was clearly in his 50s at least. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, There it is. I said, this is a good one. Any more details about the guy? Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't see this follow-up. So this is like days days later. Yeah. That's okay. I left out the funniest part of retelling the story for the sake of brevity. Okay. He didn't just say, give me all 27s. And I don't think I'd even remember the story if he did. The guy uh-huh. behind the counter asked if he wanted to pick or let the machine generate random numbers. He said, pick, and then proceeded to go, 27. <laughs> 27. 
27. Oh, boy. 27. Making us sit through his careful reconsideration of the number 27 each time. I don't know if he sensed the impatience behind him and decided to be absurd or to diffuse it, or if that's just normal behavior, I'll never know. And that's the beauty of the absurd in everyday life. Something you tend to recognize better than the average Joe. The reason I love your creative output. Thank you, Stan Edward. I love that. I love the uh, yeah. Oh, uh, twenty-seven. <laughs> twenty-seven. And what other numbers, sir? I will also have twenty-seven. Oh, I'm going to pick them. You know I'm going to pick them, pal. Back off. You know me. I'm a big repetition guy. I find things funnier, and I'm not like one of those like it's funny three times and it's funny thirty times. Like I'll just slowly repeat the same mm-hmm. slide in the same suggestion. Like if we're if you and me and Kristen are walking around and we say where should we eat and and I saw down the street that there's a you know something really stupid uh, like a Hooters. Yeah. No offense to any of our Hooters bananas. I'm sure you're all the greatest, but I'll be like. Well, I mean, there's a Hooters down the street is, oh, there's something down there, like a pub or something. There's a Hooters. Um, <laughs> there was that Italian place we had last night. It was good. It's, there's it the usually, Hooters here. It usually gets me around the seventh time that Scotty does it. Because <laughs> yes. you just slowly kind of like mark them, and then it finally happens for yeah. the seventh time, and you get a big yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, like four hours later when we ate somewhere else, and I'll be like, I mean, there's Hooters. It's uh, And so yeah. because Scotty does this, we have we ever talked beef top beef here? Oh God, I don't. That's a long one. We might want to save that for a long show. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we, we want to we save it for a live show. Left, I agree. That's a that's like a twenty minute story that, that I'm going to need your story. help on. Yeah, but beef top beef is coming. It's coming, guys. Um, uh, but I do remember speaking of just like uh, playing the lottery, betting. Oh yeah, baby. <sighs> this was when I was doing improv, so I must have been like twenty four, twenty five, twenty three. And yes. uh, I start. We start traveling, going to quote uh-huh. unquote improv festivals, which is just a way to like. It's just for people who like like to drink. Yeah, together, it's just a, yeah, it's fun. Like Those pay are, for themselves yeah. to fly somewhere, put themselves up in a hotel, do improv one night, and then get drunk with other improvisers. Yeah, um, that's a good time. Everybody and, should do it. Take oh, an improv class. When you're twenty three, twenty four was so great. Oh, it's and I remember this was when I discovered. Um, oh boy. Uh, bourbon, like we were in Kentucky, and so I was just like, "What's a good bourbon to drink?" You know, I'd only had like Jim Beam or whatever, um, right? Sure. And they good for, gave us some Woodford Reserve, which is like right when Woodford Reserve. I think you could only get Woodford Reserve in Kentucky at this time. It was like a big deal. I still like Woodford deal. Reserve. I do I like, like a Woodford it. Reserve. Very tasty. It is good. Angel's Envy is my now go-to, but I do like a Woodford sweet Reserve. one. That's a sweet one. So um, we go. We drink until four in the morning. Bars shut down. Okay. And then we met this guy. <laughs> it was like me and my friend Matt Donnelly. We met this guy at the bar, and he was just like, you uh-huh. guys want to keep going? And we're like, fuck yeah, we want to keep going. Let's yes, do it. Yes, and we do want to keep <laughs> drinking. And I'm so excited. He's like, there's riverboat casinos in Missouri. And I'm like, oh, let's go. No. And so Curse. I have no idea what this means. And what it yeah. fucking means is we get into a car. It's like a Honda Civic with mm-hmm. six dudes. So, like, there's two guys in the front and then four in the back. So, like, three okay. and then a guy across the middle. Too many drunk guys. Any more and than four drunk guys, just avoid them like the COVID virus. Horrible. And whoever's driving yes. has got to be blackout drunk at this point. Yep. 
and then we drive for fucking two hours. Yeah, you sober up, which we, is the worst part. And then like start getting a hangover, but I'm like, we just gotta oh, make. No. I'm like, I just just gotta start making get get to this casino, and then I can have a drink oh, and keep bud. this going. It's gonna be yes. okay. We get to the fucking casino like as oh, the boy. sun is coming up, and it's a dry casino, Scotty. It oh, doesn't serve me. alcohol. So oh, I my there, heart I just, just like, hurts. Furious. I was so mad. Was my like, heart hurts so much. Here? I was just like, getting Red Bulls and it was awful. And then we had to like and then I think Ugh. Matt lost so much money and we we're just like wandering around just smoking cigarettes in a riverboat casino in the middle of nowhere, Ugh. Missouri. That is hell. Those are growing pains. Yeah. Those are the kind of things that the next time, well, not really, the next, the twelfth time that happens to you again, you're like, are we sure they have alcohol and they are open? <laughs> like you were just thinking, adult. I I'm was drunk. Casino. I was like, it'll be yeah. thirty minutes away. I we're just going to get free inside. drinks for playing table games. Yes. Oh, but that hurt. That hurts because yeah. that is a long drive back. Oh. Oh, man. Boy, oh. I bet you can still smell the inside of that Honda Civic. Ugh, it was terrible. Boy, well, those are really bad. Those are really bad. We did it, Scotty. We did it again. I love them. Thank you to all of our Stitcher Premium uh, subscribers. Yeah, it, you guys We really, really appreciate it. We're glad you get them first. Yes. It's an honor for us. And, um, yeah, thank you, guys. We love you. See you soon. Keep sending them stories. Bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 